Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It is me, Rich, and we're back for another match preview. This time, Aston Villa against Bournemouth. Uh, I'm joined by the main men, Kevin and George, joining us. George, on time, we were saying, we were saying backstage, that is a first for everything, mate. It certainly is, mate. I'm actually delighted with my performance here tonight. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And Kev, mad rush getting here on time, but we, we made it as well. Can't believe it, mate. Ready to go at 7.59. That's what we want to see. Always exactly. good to, ready to kick off. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, as always, um, please do hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. We passed 1,060 subscribers today, so well on the way to 1,100. And, yeah, we're on the road to a, a, to 2,000. Little by little, we're getting there. So every like, every subscribe helps. Um, and, yeah, get your comments in. Thoughts on the match on Saturday, which we're mainly talking about. But also, and I'll ask your guys' view on this, um, thoughts on the England squad announcement. Kev, you had a lot a little bit a little comment to say i obviously did a body more bulletin as well as so managed to squeeze that in in between work um what are your thoughts on this england squad mate well mate it was uh for those who haven't seen it good uh body more bulletin i watched uh i caught up on that and obviously the uh the wonderful talking tactics show this afternoon for those who haven't seen it so yeah kept me busy while i was driving around getting the kids um but it sums up my views really mate um Look, I get the point around Watkins because you've got Rashford in decent form, Tony's in decent form, despite the controversy over his head, and Kane, and is he picking a squad of four strikers? It always used to be that there was would always be a squad with four strikers, wouldn't it? You think back to the days of, well, I, I think back to the early 90s when you could have had like 10 strikers. Mate, you had Shearer. Well, there was Andy Cole and Ian Wright couldn't get in. Yeah, That's Shearer, Colin Muller, Ferdinand, Fowler... Oh yeah, Chris Owen Sutton. a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah, Dion yeah. Dublin. Like so, all yeah. the all these kind of players. You know, you think about now. It always seems in recent years. I think we've had some like we've had like Andy Carroll. We've had like all sorts of people get making it. So, um, yeah, the the great Danes upset as well. You, you exactly. Know. Even <laughs> yeah, even buddies, even buddies and annoyed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Watkins, I can kind of understand because of the form, but Mings, Maguire doesn't even play for Man United. I mean, you made the point about Eric Dyer, Maguire, Dyer. Um, and then well, what's Ming's got to do? Exactly, exactly. Got uh, go through some comments, and I'll get your view as well, George, in a second. Greg's in the house now, then, gents. Nice one, Greg. Thank you for joining, mate. Alfie, evening or evening to you, mate. Uh, John, hi guys from Sunny Torquay. Great to have you on board, mate. Uh, Rachel, hello, Rachel. Great to have you on. Duncan as well. How you doing, mate? And Alan says, please don't play Bailey soon and play with 10 men. <laughs> we can't talk about him. We're not allowed to talk about him today. <laughs> but George, you will go on. One comment on Bailey. Someone commented on like, what would the team be like if um, someone's not fit? And I said, I'd rather Rachel Daly than Leon Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, she's absolutely on fire at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, George, yeah, your thoughts on um, your thoughts on the England squad, are you, uh, I guess, are you kind of, I, I understand, I, I know this, this is going to be pragmatic, George, that is going to be like a little bit disappointed. However, they won't be, they won't be injured for Villa moving forwards. Yeah, that's true enough. I mean, from a Watkins perspective, I'm disappointed for Watkins really, because yeah. he's a, as we've often said on here, he's a confidence player, really. You can see that. And, you know, when you bang six goals in seven games, it's probably not going to get much better for you. And to, to not get the call up is a bit of a, a slap in the face. But 
everything you just said, Kev, was right. I mean, if if they're not bothered about Tony and the betting scandal, then Tony's had a fantastic season and and has a better season than Watkins. So you can't argue with with him getting in ahead of him. And and I think really it's the fact that it's the wide men we have now. They're almost strikers, aren't they? That you're talking about Rashford and Saka, Grealish, Foden. They're all good for goals as well. So like it's not like the old days, like we just said. You don't need a load of number nines. You know you can get away with it with 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 um inverted wide players. So I just think he's been unlucky on this occasion. Um, as as for Mings, I think I think he's done with England. I'd say I think Southgate. You know, he, he did all right for England, didn't he? But I think Southgate was always looking past him, really, and waiting for the next one to come through. And I think age is always against him now. Um, he'll always trust Harry Maguire. He's one of his one of Southgate's big favourites. So it's no surprise that he he's going to continually get selected. Um, yeah. So oh, I don't know. You know, he, he, as long as Mings does well for us, I'm not really that bothered, to be honest, boys. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I, I said that in so much as that in the... In the um... In the video, so if you haven't checked it, out, check out the, that bulletin that I did. It's only sort of seven or eight minutes long, but yeah, it was. Um, I agree. I'm a, I'm I'm gutted for Watkins in a way um, because yeah, he he would have been he would have been disappointed in that. And but he's just got to keep that. He's just got to keep that form going and, and get that fire in his belly. And then obviously with Mings, yeah, I think I think you're probably right, mate. I think he he, he probably had that. He had his time. He played in the Euros, which he probably wouldn't have wouldn't have expected and um you know if you don't get picked for the world cup squad when like you know a connor cody gets picked ahead of you and stuff like that you you, you probably are quite far down the pecking order and I, I don't believe tamori got picked did he either and is he and he's like champions league with ac milan and stuff and it's just i don't know it's just there's so many there's so many contradictions with with Southgate and that, I think that's what gets and I, I get it right you're gonna have you're gonna have your players that you rely on I get it but like you know Marine boy here saying how's Kev, Cal, Calvin Phillips getting picked you know he's played 56 minutes of football all season yeah, you know joke, Maguire, Maguire's not getting not getting games you know like what what are these players gonna do that's any worse than a Maguire or a Calvin Phillips you know in, in Euro qualifiers that we, we would just, we keep saying that we walk through these tournaments, we walk through these qualifying campaigns anyway, and it's the tournaments where we, where we mess up because he keeps picking the same players that do, that produce the same results. So why wouldn't you try and find like a different player that might be able to rise to the big occasion or, you know, use these game use these games as, you know, as, as, as ways to feel out what, what players might be able to perform on the big stage. I, I don't get it. The, the thing that gets gets me on it as well, which is, which is I think, is really sort of disappointing, is so is there a dog, dog being trapped somewhere? Someone needs to let, let that dog out. I think we've got, we've got, that, a, lot, we've got a live crime. Yeah, yeah, is that your next door oh, neighbour? Do oh, you know what? I was thinking it was in your on your end, Kev, but it, that, might be, that might be Ellie again. She does it every time, doesn't she? <laughs> is that your next door your voice. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh God! I mean, maybe they've uh, maybe they sport blues. Maybe the dog does. I know. Um, <laughs> disappointing life. No, the thing that gets me is it's just the inconsistency with Southgate. You made that. Remember, we we all remember right when Grealish was, and maybe you know rose tinted glasses at the time. I thought Grealish was the best player in the Premier League that 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 season when we were, you know, we were pushing for for the title at Christmas, and then you know we finished eleventh. But you remember how just how amazing he was playing and how like it was literally everything to our team, but sparkling form. And he's getting back to that kind of close to that closer to that form than he was in his early part of his city career. 
he couldn't get anywhere near the England squad because the standard was <laughs> the standard was so high. You know, he wanted when he wanted consistency. He wanted you to play him for a bigger team, all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, you've got a scenario where people are getting picked when they're not playing for their team. People are getting picked. Some aren't playing for big teams are getting picked. You look at injuries, you look at stuff that's going on. I get you might have players that you trust. And I can almost understand with Watkins as well, that he's, he didn't do basically anything until until Christmas. So he scored one goal. So you can understand why, if he's going to look for like longevity of form. But how long does he need to be playing well? I made the point. Seven goals and one assist in 11 Premier League games. Surely you play your players that are banging form. Surely you would. And the Ming's point around being maybe dumb in England. Why is he 30 years old? He's he missed a lot of his career early on because of bad injuries. So he's got probably less miles on the tank, if that is a thing. You know, he's less miles on the clock. Um, he's physically imposing. He's um he, he is a leader in terms of what left, he's left sided centre back. He's well. left sided. And you know, when you see players like Keir Leaning going to 36, 37, I wouldn't write him off. But but also, boys, you know what? If no Villa players ever got picked for international duty and it meant we finished higher up the league, then I'll take that as well. It's just yeah. a shame. For them. It's just a shame for them and their careers. Yeah, it's just it's just the same old safe, safe Southgate again. But yeah, loads of people on commenting. Um, the man with the golden gun, what a name! How are we doing, lads? Missed a few live streams, but in for this one. Great to have you on board, mate. Uh, Alfie's Reef said, "I said it before. Leave them out. They won't get injured. Last thing we need at the minute is Mings getting hurt." Yeah, I agree. Greg, Mings and Watkins could save Southgate's mum from a burning building and still not get picked. Spit like that, mate. Definitely. Southgate is a joke, says um, Duncan. Greg also points out that Watkins has scored against the top two. Um, uh, Rachel says, more annoyed that players like Maguire and Phillips get selected whilst form players don't, whether they play for Villa or not. Uh, Chilwell's getting in as well, says Duncan. Um, Alfie said, if Mings and Watkins had been picked, they wouldn't have played anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, MMA Jedi says Mings looks good, absolutely. Uh, Southgate is a pal manager, picks his pals in front of anyone else, he'll fall on his sword soon enough. Plus, he's a yeah, FA yes man up the villa. Um, oh, Prince William was at Bodymore Heath today. Greg says Kane and Rashford will be given, will be a given in the Euro squad. Why not pick Watkins uh, et al and give them experience if we lose Kane to injury? You know, this is this has been the problem all along. Like we've not having enough cover or not having enough experience for um, for when when a Kane or one of the big players gets injured. You know, we, we obviously in the World Cup had to you know had to keep sort of weeding out Kane on, and it's just it's just that it, it, you ended up bringing on players like Callum Wilson who was on good form, or you know you you're trying to put square pegs in round holes because you. You haven't given these players experience. You know, Ivan Tony was picked for the one of the squads, didn't get on. Tammy Abraham's travelled to count the squads, not got on or got five minutes. What is what good is that doing them when Harry Kane's picking up three or four goals against, I don't know, Kazakhstan or something? It's not it's not doing Kane any good. It's it, it, it's it's not at all. And you know what? Like it's, you know, I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to maintain some level of professionalism here because as 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 this channel grows, you know, you might say some stuff, it might come and bite you on the rear. But I can't help but think Southgate's just a bit of a div, isn't he? Because, like, you know, ever since he left Villa, you know, because he wanted more ambition with, with Middlesbrough, wasn't it, apparently? Yeah. Um, it says, says, says more about Doug Ellis than it does about Gareth Southgate. But anyway, um, ever since he left Villa, he's always felt like he's kind of had it in for Villa. You know, and not, you know, I mean, the, the standard Grealish act to me, I think, it, it in itself was just absolute madness. You made the point earlier on, Rich, like, 
Mings for England has been, if you're going to talk about players not letting you down, right? Players not letting you down, and that's why Maguire gets in. I would say Mings arguably been as good as any player when he's played for England in his, what is it, his 16, 17 appearances. I don't think he's put a foot wrong. I think they've, won, I think they've won 15 out of 17. And they, it's, not like, it's not like they're like terrible opposition either. Like he's played against some pretty decent sides in that, in that, uh, in that number, so yeah, you know. I mean, sometimes people just don't fancy when I get it. They don't, they don't you know, you, you, you want you want other players, right? That, that, that that's your prerogative. But when you think about put this squad now for the Euros, you know, put to one side. When we've been in major, I, I made this point before about England. I, I think you look back on your life, uh, and you know, all of us as humans do this, and you got to think about the opportunities it didn't take. You know, you, I, I always think about the Gary Neville versus the Lee Trundle example. You know, Lee Trundle, what a talented player, but, you know, I mean, to be fair, he might be a great guy, but it was a lot like he was kind of a bit of timber. Could he have made it higher level? Gary Neville, you know, England's most capped right back, seven, eight Premier League, Champions League, probably didn't have the ability of, of a lot of players playing Championship League One. It's about taking the opportunities when they land. Look what Leicester did when Spurs dropped the ball when they could have won the league. Look at, you know, look at Greece in the Euros, blah, blah, blah. And I look at England for years, perennial underachievers. And we look at it now like, oh, yeah, we got to a Euros final. We got to a World Cup semi-final. Yeah, but we lost to Croatia when we were 1-0 up. We didn't lose to Brazil or Spain or Italy. We lost to Croatia 1-0 up. Oh, didn't we do well? It's the Tim Henman. Didn't he do well getting a six Grand Slam semi-finals kind of attitude? You've got to take his opportunities. And I don't think we've got a divine right. Oh, Kevin's rant here, by the way. I don't think we've got a divine <laughs> We've got a divine right to win any tournaments. But do you know what? I look back on those tournaments, the Euros and the, and the World Cup, and I think we did not take our opportunities. You know, Madison was the most creative player in the league. He didn't play a minute in Qatar. I oh, know, that was shocking. Looking for a goal. He was injured, lads, Madison, wasn't he? Yeah, bring Why take him? him? Yeah, 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 that's a good point. I think it was the clamour, wasn't it? He had to sort yeah, of um, yeah, 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 calm but, it down. But if yeah, you're looking for it, a goal, all I want to look at is a scenario where... Remember when Newcastle lost 4-3 to Liverpool in that game in the Premier League, right? I bet the Newcastle fans think we gave it a go. We gave it a go. You want to think, you know, and I know pragmatism gets you somewhere in a 1-0 win. And maybe under Emery, we'll get a few more of these, you know, pragmatic away wins. But you just want to feel like you're not missing opportunities. And I think we safe, Kate. It's all too safe. And that safety, I think, has cost us at the business end of tournaments. So that's why it just annoys me when he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't do what we can all see needs to be done, basically. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's enough England chat. Let's get on to more important business. Let's talk about the the um, the Villa boys. So, Bournemouth on Saturday. Um, George, they've hit. A, they've, they're a funny side, Bournemouth, and you actually came out with a really, really worrying stat on our WhatsApp group earlier. So I won't steal your thunder. Tell us about the stat, and then talk talk to me about what we can maybe expect from Bournemouth. Yeah, the stat um, I found earlier was um, Villa have only won two out of ten against newly promoted teams, which, you know, is, is shocking, really, isn't it? But when you look back, you can remember them all, can't you? So it shouldn't be so much of a surprise, you know, getting getting beat off Watford and Bournemouth and, uh, God, God, who else has been down there for the last few years? You know, we we just, we, we seem to be well, we, the open we lost dating, to we? we lost to Watford last season, didn't we? One twice. nil. Twice. Yeah, we lost them twice Ooh, last season. Yeah. Feels like it's only never uh, Norwich that we beat. Norwich yeah. we do okay against. Yeah. Norwich we do okay against. Obviously Bournemouth at the start of this season, as you said. Fulham, Fulham, yeah. Fulham, Forest yeah, we this season. We have a division in, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you 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 bang on, mate. It's the, it's these games where it's it, they just seem like banana skins for Villa, and 
But, you know, Bournemouth aren't a team to be taken lightly, Kev. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It's funny, isn't it? Like, you know, we, we, we look back at some of the games that we've won this season under Emery. And then the thing that really still rankles with me is the missed opportunities we've had. You know, look, look, we were thinking, oh, my God, if we'd have got that that three points rather than the what was, you know, what was a good away draw, of course, at West Ham. But if we'd have got we'd have got the three points, we were thinking right, we're right on the coattails there, aren't we? We're right on the coattails. We would have been on 37 points, only five points off Liverpool in sixth. And then I think my brain wanders and I go, we lost to Bournemouth on the opening day of the season. We couldn't beat Forest when they couldn't beat anybody. You know, we, we couldn't beat West Ham when they were bottom of the league. You know, we couldn't beat Leeds when they had 10 men. And I thought thinking, my God, we could be fifth, we could be fourth. Like, And I know like every team can do that, but yeah. our problem is always the, te- the games that we should win. Now, lately under Emery, a Southampton away, a Leeds at home, you know, a Palace at home. We're saying a lot of these situations, their games, even a West Ham away we might have lost normally. We seem to be getting these results, grinding these results out. So... Bournemouth are a funny team and they've got some weapons in terms of like, you know, a Kiefer Moore and, a, you know, like they've got players, Solanke's decent, they've got some good players, Zamora's been decent as well. Um, but I reckon that um, under Unai, I think I think we'll get the job done. Hope so, hope so. It's the physicality, George, for me, that, that worries me a bit about Bournemouth. I remember when we first went up, they beat us. Um, they beat us uh, at Villa Park. I think it was when Tom Heaton made that that howler, like and we conceded two really early on, and we couldn't get quite get back Didn't into get back the game. Into but it, yeah. yeah, and I know that I know their front three is different now and and all that. But you know the Philip Billings of this world. He loves playing Villa, um, didn't he, Billings? Yeah, yeah, and Lerma, and you know one or two, and obviously Solanke, as Kev says, um, that physicality. And I know like he's a, he's a terrible player, but. You know, Kiefer Moore comes on off the bench or something like that. He against us, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, I, yes. can, I, can I just say quickly that that game you're on about where Keaton gave the penalty away, that again is the epitome of Villa. Back, <laughs> back in the Premier League for the first time in God knows how long, was it? And we, the first home game of the season, I think that was that game. And we yeah, yeah. And it was within like we have two minutes. Two minutes. He got his full house at Villa Park. I know. Two minutes we conceded a penalty. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, know. I know, I know. So yeah, George, obviously that physicality side of things. I mean, we did cope okay with it against West Ham, but yeah, it, it, it's generally a, 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 a factor that we struggle with as, as, as a club at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they, they absolutely kicked the shit out of us in the, the first game of the season, didn't they? Yeah. You know, it was worrying that the, the set pieces, they, you know, we, we brought Diego Carlos in for his debut and we were all had high hopes and, you know, and he got, he got mullered by a, by Kiefer Moore, as you said, and you, you starting to think this is a bit of a physical mismatch. And I mean, we are a quite a small side, aren't we? With neat and tidy side trying to play nice football. And, you know, this is the sort of game we generally don't like, but, you know, we can take a bit of, Take a bit of pride from last week. As you said, we dealt with God, West Ham felt like they had about 15 corners last week. And we it nearly and we did. Was, I think it was 12, mate. I think was it was it, 12. yeah. We had you know, two. We, we stuck to the test yeah. though, didn't we? And Conza yeah. and Mings had a day where they, they were both on it. And um hopefully we can get another one of them this week. And um yeah. also Bournemouth are not good defensively this year away. They they conceded more goals than anyone away from home. So, you know, they're there to be got at, boys. Yeah, they are. 
this is why I like you on the pod, George. Your, your, your little stats, your little magic stats, stat man, George. I like it. Um, Greg says Neto uh, is Bournemouth's keeper. He's excellent. Need to need to contain Billing, as as you just said, Kev. You know he's he's one of those players, and he's in he's in a bit of form at the moment. I think he scored two in his last three, and we're gonna have to we have to really watch him. Yeah, um, you are right about Bournemouth. I think with Forest, they're both both on minus twenty six, which is the worst in the league goal difference. I, admittedly, they they had a nine nil defeat to Liverpool. You know. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be nice for us to do something like that to a team? Or wouldn't it be nice for us to do? I know we've had we've had a four 0 win against Brentford, but it'd be nice against a team that we should beat that are down there to to have a, a performance that makes everyone go. Hang on a minute, this is a decent team. You know, yeah, not, we always not, make hard work of it, don't we? Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. And also, it's because we're kind of being that we're kind of being labelled that team that are in like purgatory in the league at the moment, like can't go down. Um, obviously, not got no chance of getting into Europe, and they're just going to stay where they are. But like you say, Kevin, it'd be great to to get a statement win, and then they'll be like, actually, Villa, Villa are a pretty good side under Unai Emery, aren't they? Like at the moment, like no one's kind of giving no any credit. Us, yeah, no one's talk about us. You know, we're just picking up wins here and there, and we just yeah, we're just kind of middling along. But we want yeah, you kind of want that. You want kind of want to round off this round off this portion of the season before the international break with a really great win and then people to be like actually we need probably need to watch Villa a little bit here yeah I, I don't know I, I kind of feel like sometimes I don't mind going under the radar a little bit because like don't get me all Villa fans get annoyed it feels like we're the only club where like you know they'll the, the, they'll post a picture of Aaron Ramsey rather than Jacob Ramsey yeah like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, like no one knows anything about because we haven't got Grealish anymore like we just got no one no knows it's, yeah it's not yeah. oh sorry yeah oh, it's, it's a different black man yes yeah, so, like it's just so yeah. bad it's like you wouldn't get it at Man United or Liverpool or Arsenal it's it's so so cringeworthy and and even when about two weeks ago when I think if we'd won we would have gone level with Chelsea and I saw like some 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 snippet of information where it was like the Chelsea game was talked about Chelsea now only X points off Champions League and Villa won and it was like Villa now keeping themselves X points away from the relegation zone. I was like, we're on the fucking same points. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty much like a point, a point difference. So I, so it annoys me, rankles me, but then I think to myself, keep going under the radar, keep picking up points. George, we had a little chat in on the WhatsApp group earlier about we're going to be 11 forever and I'm like, we keep putting the pressure on I know Brentford and Ball have got a win the other night, but if we keep hanging around, you know, you put two or three wins together like we've done, you give yourself a chance enough. If we beat Bournemouth, that'll be 10 points out of 12, and you can't really do much more than that. To, you, can't. you can't. Breathe down, breathe down the neck and be ready to, ready to pounce. Absolutely. Absolutely agree, boys. Uh, yeah, Greg says, seems like every home game we we have won, especially at home, every game we've won, sorry, especially at home, we score early. Fingers crossed for tomorrow. Uh, and then Michael says, we, we need a controlled win. Well, I won't say no to a smash to smash four players still working with the system. Yeah, um, just, yeah. Go on, say, sorry, Greg, Greg, don't turn up to Villa Park tomorrow, mate. It's Friday tomorrow. Get yourself. Yeah, 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 Greg. That and Greg so. actually, he's put one of the Northeast Lions, so you don't want to be driving down tomorrow. Mate. The last thing you need yeah. is a drive from Newcastle. Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't knock yeah. him. Can't knock his team. This can you? No, no, no he's exactly. going to go to the boozer. A fair play yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be good. It would be good to get off to a great start, wouldn't it? Um, in terms of you know just just putting any any sort of doubts to bed about a Bournemouth and stuff. It would be it would be it would be good because they they need the win as well. You know they're obviously fighting for their lives. They had a great result against Liverpool. They've played pretty well before. But yeah, just my, I know we were talking about this earlier on in the week, Kevin. We were saying that 
it's very, very, very difficult to put four, three, four, five performances together, let alone win three or four in a row, but performances. And they've had, I think it's like Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool. I don't know if that was all three games in a row, but yeah, they've certainly was. played it them in. So they've had, so they've had three massive games in a row, obviously picked up three points from them, took Arsenal all the way. That's a hell of a lot of energy expended and a hell of a lot of, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, you get hot, you get heightened, you get up for those big games and, to then come against the Villa, you can see, you can see that you could you could almost see that kind of like that come down and then playing Villa, and we can we can we can certainly capitalise on that. I'm almost certain that's what's. I, I, I'm left. I mean, I might look like an idiot saying this, but because before that that sequence of games, they also got a good away win at, at Molyneux against Wolves. So like they've they've really been exerting themselves to give themselves a chance to get back into it. The effort and energy that two-nil lead they got at Arsenal, defending for their lives to, to narrowly be picked. Obviously, the Man City game, Liverpool game. I think they'll it's not Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, is it? It's Villa. And as much as they might see it as an opportunity, I, I do think they'll probably be a bit of a drop-off and then uh, I think we'll capitalise on it. It goes one way or the other there, doesn't it? It's either they're bouncing off the confidence of, you know, having three good performances in those, even the City game, I know they got a bit of a spanking, but they didn't play bad at all. Um, they could either sort of be buzzing off the, uh, you know, the fact that they did all right against them and, or like you say, it's going to go the other way. It's going to be like, you know, they're going to start expecting and, and you know, and the energy's not going to be there and hopefully we can take advantage. And they've got yeah. five, five fairly favourable fixtures coming up after that. I mean, if you look at what teams you could play, they've got Fulham at home straight after us. After the international break, they've got then they've got Brighton at home, then they've got Leicester away, then Spurs away. Well, you wouldn't be that scared about that. And then you've got then they've got West Ham at home, and then and then Southampton away, and then Leeds at home. So my, my point is, in the next seven games they've got, they haven't got Man City's Arsenal's, they haven't got Chelsea, they haven't got you know they've got games they think they've got a chance to get points out of. Yeah. The whole bottom half now is winnable, isn't it? That's why it's so exciting down there. Exactly. You know, Palace are in real trouble, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, looking at we'll get the teams up. We've got yours, Kev, we've got George's, and we've got a country, we've got Martin's team as well. Um, just before we get them up, obviously, we've seen um pictures of Carlos in training, which is great to see. I don't, I've not heard anything about Dendonka being back, but you know, what, what are you, what are your kind of first of all, your thoughts on kind of Diego Carlos being back in, in and around the club, George? Yes, great news for the club and great news for him, you know. That must have been such a blow to him psychologically after, you know, he spent his whole career in Spain. He gets the big Premier League move, you know, all the hype. The season starts and he's cropped after, you know, a game and a half. So, you know, you know, it must have been terrible, you know, trying to learn a new language and all the culture. So to have him back, you know, it's huge. It's huge for him. It's huge for us. Um, I personally wouldn't expect him to have too much of an impact for the rest of this season. And I think really we should probably, you know, keep him... It's almost like you keep trying to keep him wrapped up in cotton wool, isn't it? Scared that something else might happen to him. But you know, know, maybe if if the game's going our way, and you can maybe give him 10, 15 at the end to try and slowly bring him back into the squad. But yeah, you know, we look forward to seeing him. Yeah, yeah. Without giving anything away on your team, Kevin, guys in the comments, get your kind of starting elevens. Who you think might might be uh, might be playing if there's going to be any changes uh, that Emery will make from Sunday's game. But yeah, do you see yourself? Do you see Carlos forcing his way into the team anytime soon? No, I don't think yet. I mean, I think look, I, I think he's probably going to get some minutes on the bench at some point. I think he'll be eased back in slowly. I'd be very surprised if he, if he came in with, with the start. 
Um, who knows how he's going to react? I mean, he's, but by all accounts, these injuries can take a year. It's been, what, seven months? The thing with Carlos, I remember this from when we signed him. I don't think he, he properly started to play football like, properly till he's about 21. So he's only, he's only bear in mind, it's only this season where he's had an injury hit season. I think he's played at least 30 games since 20, season 2015-16. So he's consistently played football. And he's only played 253 games, which isn't that many for a player who's 30 years old. So, yeah, again, like the point I made around Minks, but, you know, is there essentially a few more miles left on the clock for him? Um, I'm really excited to see when he's back to full fitness, what he could offer our team, because I think one of the things we've, we've all spoke about is sometimes it's the lack of offensive options that, you know, that are, are well, offensive sort of skills that our defenders bring sometimes, you know, those centre-halves missing balls. And he was known, wasn't he, for pinging, pinging diagonals and being a bit more progressive. So if you can get him in the and, team, and I think he's good in the in like from attacking set pieces as well in in the box. Obviously, he scored a goal in pre season from a from a set yeah. piece. So you know something that our you've commented on Kev about our centre halves not being like not being anywhere near the ball. The ball is no, no. It's it's um. It'll just be interesting to see see what he can offer and and if he can if he can come back from the injury because. You look at our team this season. The one thing I think, you know, I, I mildly feel sorry for Gerard for is he never had Kamara and Carlos consistently at full pelt for himself, did he? You know, doing what 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 he thought they would do. Yeah. yeah. Assuming assuming he does eventually um, take one of those centre back spots, which was the plan. I'm assuming whose place is he taking? Konza. You think so? Yeah. Potentially, potentially, but at, at this moment in time, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think I think both are playing well at the moment. You never know with regards to injuries, you know, suspensions. I think I spoke to Gareth in the Talking Tactics show about you know we've got a lot of games coming up in April. I think it's like eight or nine games in that month. So is he gonna? I might be new, Kevin, on the the other day. Like, is he gonna? Is he gonna drop? Is he gonna maybe make one or two changes? You know, with those midweek games coming up. So. You know who who knows who knows what can happen. I don't know as well. Are they are, are Mings and concert close to ten bookings? I'm not sure. Is there a suspension yeah, yeah. coming in? So I'm sure we'll get time. I I think I agree with you, George. If we're in a situation, you know, fingers crossed, we're in that situation on Saturday where we're you know two or three up, he can come on for 10, 15 minutes and 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 just feel that feel that big game atmosphere again. So yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see actually if there was an injury to Mings or uh, or Conza now. Um, whether it actually might be Chambers that comes in, whether you know, Carl, you know, whether Carlos is—is is he just yeah, in the not a good shout? Yeah, is he on the bench just for experience? And by the way, when I said Carl, when I said Conza as quickly as I did George before, that's not because I don't think actually Conza has not been not been playing really well lately. As I just think Ming's leadership ability and and strength—I just think he he is the one out of those two that I think would be would be the one that's staying. Yeah, I'll probably agree with you to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, Michael says uh, maybe ready for next season, but can see us going to a back three in the future. Um, you never know; could be could be something that Emery looks at, maybe away from home as well. Um, so yeah, um, okay, let's have a look at your teams and boys. Uh, so we'll go for George. I think this is your team first. Is does this look like your team that you picked? Yeah, um, the only thing I might have done wrong there is like. The Ramsey and Buendia might have kind of had them the wrong way round, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Of, it's kind of hard working out how our midfield functions these days. It's all a bit yes. um, unorthodox, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's like a, a box almost, and then we're a tiny bit lopsided because we've got 
like you'd have Louise McGinn, like McGinn maybe drop down a little bit, and then you'd have Ramsey Buendia ahead in like a box. Triore yeah. out on that side, and then Moreno with basically the whole of the left hand side to himself. Well, he had um, got he had the freedom of um the Olympic Stadium on Sunday. He, Jesus, he did, he did, he did absolutely. Um, but yeah, Triore in instead of Bailey did, did so. I get, I'm t- guessing Triore did enough to impress you to get a start on Sunday, or was it just because Bailey was that bad? A bit of both, really. Um, when I got home from the game Sunday, I, you know, you start trolling through Twitter, and I saw Traore getting a bit of a cane in, and I, I thought, well, I, saw, I thought he did pretty well when he came on. He had so much of the ball, and you know, I guess he didn't create a goal or anything, and maybe that's what the criticism was for. But I thought he did more in what twenty minutes than than Bailey did before that, and you know, and that's Bertie's first performance, first uh, game for Villa for a long time, and we knew what he could do before. You know, he, all right, he leaves it a bit open behind him, but. From an, from an attacking point of view, I think he's always been quite productive. And, um, yeah, I'd like to give him a go because Bailey's confidence is shot to bits and, you know, he's getting slaughtered by all the fans, which is not going to help him. So I think you just take him out for a bit myself. Yeah, and Michael says he's not too sure about Troy Ore. Have we got any news on um, Coutinho? Is he any closer to fitness? No, nothing. No, was, no, no press conference today, was there? No, there might be tomorrow. Oh, might be yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kev, your team um, is uh, here. So any... Oh, oh, I like it. A little bit different here. Yeah, so I just feel it's time for um, Duran Duran. You know, uh, let's rather than saving it till the game after. Wee. Um, <laughs> um, no, let's... Uh, Let's get him in. He's had he's had a few cameos. He looked again. He looked pretty pretty dangerous when he came on. He had a couple of half chances when he came on against West Ham. Obviously, he's had his moments in other games. I just think it's time. You know, you're playing Bournemouth, who are fighting for the lives bottom of the league. You're at home. Um, it, it, for me, it was either a Duran or, or a Traore in, in in that. Or you know, and look, if a Dendonka was fit, maybe you'd play McGinn there, and you put Dendonka in, but. Yeah, I think I think Ramsey, McGinn, Louise, Buendia, George, you're absolutely right. That could be like they could all be sat on top of each other. They could be going, you know, horizontal, vertical, diagonal, whatever, box midfield, everything. Um back the back four is the same for me as it has been. And I just think give um give big John 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 Jada Duran a go. Kev, if he does score, make sure you get his goals on film. Does that work? <laughs> that is gold. That is gold, George. I love that. Is, I love that. Uh, I love that. <laughs> so good in the summit eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I have to clip, someone's have to clip that off. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And this is Martin's side. So he's kept Bailey in. Um, and yeah, I think that's the same team that started against um, West Ham, to be fair. Mm. So I don't think he's, I think he's going unchanged. So, I don't think he, I don't think he could be bought. He didn't have time. Just yeah, that. I think he just put. I think he just changed Villa, the West Ham to Bournemouth. To be fair, yeah. he was just boarding the plane. <laughs> Um, so we've got Molly Boy mentioned. Um, uh, where have we got? <laughs> I've just seen a comment come on, so I'll read that in a second. Molly Boy's got Martinez, Cash, Contamings, Moreno, Begin, Louise, Buendia, Traore, Watkins, and Duran. But no, it won't happen. Okay, so who's missing out there? Obviously, Bailey's missing out. Ramsey's missing out there as well. I thought Ramsey did okay. I think someone out Duncan said Ramsey to be dropped as well. I thought Ramsey did okay against West Ham. I thought he yeah, got he into okay. the game. He's yeah. doing all right, but he's, he looks yeah. he looks a bit lost to me at the moment. I'm, I'm not sure what he's supposed to be doing. I'm not sure he knows either. He seems no, to be like he's like that... trying to, yeah, he's just trying to find his feet again. Um, but but to be fair, Gareth was very impressed with Ramsey and and his movement, and he thought he did he did well with regards to 
um, getting into those areas. Uh, maybe he didn't receive the ball all the time, but he was getting into those areas where it was making him hard to mark. Like Suchek could didn't quite know what to do with him on um, on Sunday. So yeah, I think Gareth was quite impressed with his movement, which yeah. was which was nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nigel says he hates to say it, but uh, for the first time, he agrees with you, Kev. Thanks, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe this relationship can start to like I'm you know sure start Nigel, to. Why Nigel's going to Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> every, every dog has his day, so this is my day today. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, quick look at the stats. Uh, I just, I did have a look before and they, they didn't look too great to be honest. Again, while I'm just getting my screen um, set up, please um, do hit the like button guys and please do subscribe to the channel. If you're new, we're, like I say, we're well on the way to 1,100, which would be amazing to hit that very soon. We do want to hit that hundred likes on, on any video. So if you could, if you could just hit the like button, it really does. If we get past a hundred likes, it, it, it does like catapult the show to, to help us get more subscribers to so do. If you're watching, please hit that like button. Um, so yeah, we've only played five times in the Premier League and we've only won once. Um, and I remember that win. And that was probably one of our only away wins of, uh, of, I think it was our only away win that season. It was the first game of the season in 2015, lads. One uh, 0 Rudy Gestead. The high hopes uh, of that sunny afternoon, wasn't it? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. So we all these new players, yeah, all these new players are going to gel. It's going to be brilliant under Tim Sherwood, and then how wrong we were. So yeah. dis so disappointing. Mickey Richard, Jordan Vertu, Jordan Amavi, like all that. It was like. This is this is class, lads. We're we're going somewhere. What great away win at Bournemouth first day of the season. We got seven. We got seven. We only got fourteen more points that season. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we lost two one again at the return game that season, and then we played them in 2019-20. Lost two one at Villa Park, as we mentioned before. Uh, first away, first home game back in the Prem, and then we lost two one at. Um, at Vitality Stadium in February of that season. I think that was Samata that scored. Yeah. Uh, right. And then, yeah, earlier on this season, first game of the season, again, a 2-0 defeat. And uh, yeah, I think that was the beginning of the end for, for Steven Gerrard. So, lads, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well, but uh, as I say, in terms of like recent form, we are, um, yeah, off the back of off the back of a, a few defeats. We were now three unbeaten, um, and we've only conceded one goal in the last three games. Bournemouth have two wins and a draw. Well, same same form as us over the last five games. But as George said, they do they, they don't mind conceding a goal. Obviously, three against Arsenal, four against Man City. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's not going to be easy. They are decent, but. You know, they're in 18th position at the moment, 1-6, um, lost 14, only really score less than a goal a game, let in more than almost two goals a game. Um, and they've got six clean sheets, seven clean sheets for us. And we do create slightly better, slightly the more chances. So, look, I know we keep saying it, boys, but if it's a game, if it's um, it's these type of games that we, we, we need to be winning, Kev. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I was just thinking, you know, when you said like, you know, they uh, they do concede a goal three against Arsenal, four against City. I wonder if there's a Bournemouth podcast going on somewhere tonight where they're going Villa, four like against conceding a goal, four, yeah. four against Leicester, four against Arsenal, three against uh, City. I'm sure they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Goals. It's um, yeah. No, look, um, the, the the stats I think are almost meaningless really because it's such a different Villa team under Emery. 
I mean, clearly it's valid that, you know, they might maybe will go into it with having a little bit of the hoodoo on us in recent times. But if anyone's going to be a dragon slayer, you know, and get rid of those, um, that those, the things that, that hang over your head, uh, whether it's the third kick or it's beating Man United at home, or it's winning a bloody away game at some point this season, which we've done obviously a lot of lately. Um, I think it's Uno. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get uh, score predictions from you boys in a second. Um, guys, please get your score predictions in. Uh, what your what you think will happen on Saturday? Um, score predictions and scorers would be great. Molly Boy says, "I'll be honest. I think Ramsey has done so well in such a bad side. He looked better than he has started to lose faith in him. Maybe bring the younger brother back." And Nigel, just to answer that, said, "Aaron is looking really good, but you have to remember if we put Jacob in that Borough side in the Championship, he'd be ripping it up even more." So, I totally yeah. agree with that, Nigel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There you go. See. Um, yeah, I think you know I did I did mention the young players in in um in another video previously that you know they're doing really really well and it's great to see them doing so well. Um, but you just have to you just have to kind of temper that with you know Championship versus Premier League and it's 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 a it's a totally different totally different game totally different ball game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get your predictions in, guys. What you think? What your thoughts are for Saturday, George? I'm come to you first. What are you what are you thinking for Saturday? Well, it's a tough one. It depends how you look at it. I mean, it's one of those games. I know I've said this before, if you might remember, lads. Whenever you look at a game at Villa Park and everyone says, Villa, you win today, mate. You win today. You go in Saturday, you boys will win. Something inside me just says, No, we won't. <laughs> if everyone else fancies Villa, mate, I'd, I'm not sure. That coupled with the, the bad record we've got against Bournemouth. I reckon they might not. They're not going to beat us, but I reckon they might frustrate us. And I can see this being like a one-all draw or something. But I obviously hope I'm wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who's scoring for us though? At the moment, Watkins looks the only one that's going to bang it in the net. And uh, yeah, I think he might um, score another one and try and stick one up to Gareth Southgate. Yeah, you did. You, I think you, I think you raised concerns about this, didn't you, earlier in our in our group that we. We have to be careful that we're not just relying on Ollie Watkins. Like we need, we need a couple of other other players to contribute with a few well, goals as well. Well, do you know what it is? I think part of that is the fact that Watkins now Watkins used to be as much of a creator as he was a scorer, and you know all that dog donkey work that sort of some people don't like, others do. Now he's not doing so much of that, but he's getting on the end of other people's work. But I think we the other players are missing the, the, the work rate of, of Ollie. So you know, is are we better off? I'm not sure. He's yeah. better off, but I'm not sure the team is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess, I guess he's just got he's just got to back it up with, you know, the one goal a game. He's got to try and chip in with like two goals in the game and stuff like that. Like, admittedly, he's generally getting two chances, so he's scoring like one out of two. But if we can put more chances in front of him, like if he gets four chances, he'll he'll generally get two goals. So let's let's keep feeding him with with the ball and and yeah he, he should start to do it but yeah i do agree like maybe some more shots from distance or you know moreno's getting forward quite a bit can he can he contribute a little bit with a few shots across the keeper can Buendia? you know we were getting players in more players into the box on sunday so maybe that maybe that can continue well, you think we're missing seven goals that ramsey scored last year you know or not we haven't got any i don't think from him yet or maybe yeah. well one i think yeah, Ramsey yeah. scored a couple of goals in, 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 in all in all competitions. Um, the, the interesting thing about the goal scorers is is that when you think about particularly how much you know we we give Leon Bailey a bit of grief on this podcast, me particularly. Um, Watkins has got ten goals this season. Our second top scorer is Danny Ings, um, plays for a different Claret Blue now, and Bailey's our third top scorer on five. And then you've got 
Buendia four. This is all comps as well. Louise three. Ramsey and Dini with two. And then Morgan Sanson, Philip Coutinho and Ashley Young with one each. Should have kept Sanson. He had one shot, one goal. I mean, unbelievable goal conversion. 100% right? strike rate, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. But what stand out to me on that is not only is it's the lack of goals coming from outside of Watkins now, but also like there's not a single centre-half on there. We haven't scored. You know, how many teams have got... I'd be interested to go through the top scores in the Premier League teams and see, is it... Sure, there's at least a couple of headers from a free kick or a corner. You know, Matty, Matty Cash hasn't scored. Admittedly, hasn't played that much. But you look at look at full-backs. Full-backs might pop up for a few goals. Again, you might be able to give me some proper stats on this. But our full-backs, we've got... I think Dini scored one of his goals against Bolton it's in the EFL Cup. one against, against Man United, didn't he? Against, uh, Man United, direct free kick, yeah. Yeah, and Young scored against Forest that game at equalised. Yeah. And that's our only goals from fullbacks. So from defenders, we've got two league goals all season. That's, yeah. I mean, if you've got ambitions to finish top eight, you need to get goals from, from more places. McGinn hasn't scored yet. You know, you'd expect to get more. You'd expect to get your Buendia slash Coutinho attacking midfield players. They should be expecting them to get eight to ten goals. It's, what, five between them, is it? Four or five between them? Yeah, it's yeah. a problem, I think, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get scores scores through from everyone. Um, I have forgot, we, we, as I say, with regards to subscribing and liking, please do hit do please do uh, do that for us we do also have the super chat function on so if you do want to contribute to the channel get your get your comment right up to the top um but also contribute to the channel help us develop shows keep keep bringing out the content that we want to bring out you know the talking tactics shows all that sort of stuff if you do want to contribute any any contribution is amazing but hit that dollar sign um to help contribute to the channel to help us continue to grow um, but, the, but the support that you've given us is fantastic. Um, Michael says two nil to Villa. Um, if we still, if we stick to the plan and take our chances as we create good chances, but don't take them. Absolutely. Molly boy has said, my heart says three nil Villa, but we always lose to these types of teams. Oh. So he says a two one loss. No. The man with the golden gun, um, James Bond, two um, nil Villa. We will grind out grind that result out and let's forget about the stats. We broke the Man United hoodoo. The same will happen on Saturday up the Villa. I like the positivity. Rachel says, I'm not confident with this fixture. Head says 2-1 Bournemouth, but Hart says 2-0 Villa. Um, and Michael agrees with us 100% correct. We need our defence to score more. Nigel says, Kevin is in form tonight. Um, we need more from everywhere. Yes, um, nice. I'll see if you see for a beer, yeah. We'll catch up. <laughs> there you go. See, um, Tiwin says, Kev, that that's always a concern. Mings and concert always run up when a corner comes and the ball always goes over their heads. Yeah, um, yeah. and Duncan says 3 0 Villa, so very confident from Duncan there. What are your thoughts then, Kev? What are your thoughts, mate? Well, I'll still be saying this, even if we're like we were 20th in the league, but you know, fancy a big positive home win for Villa. Um, no, I, I do. I do think there's. Um, we've had a lot of good wins I mean, away from home, but they've been, you know, not been the most glamorous of football. But some really good ground out wins. You know, good two away when at Spurs being one at home. Obviously, we we beat Leeds. We, you know, we beat. We've not had. You know, Palace. We played pretty well, but couldn't score other than a known goal. I got a feeling. We talked about Bournemouth's recent exertions um, and Villa. You know, needed to put, needed to put performance in in front of the fans. I think other than maybe the Man United game at home and under Emery. Can you think of a really like confident home performance under Emery? I can't. No, that's why I went the way I went. Not not quite yeah. got it going at Villa Park, have we? No, so, like Le- so, Leeds was Leeds were clinging on at the end. Southampton, uh, scrappy. Wolves wasn't a great win. Uh, who else have we played at home? Leicester was a good, a good match, good football match, but obviously we lost. 
Um, lost, Arsenal. Lost, lost Liverpool, lost to Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, but I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say I think we will put a performance in. I'm going to say I'm going to say three 0 Villa. Nice. Yeah. Who's Villa. Oh, who's scoring? Who's scoring? Uh, Bailey Hattrick, it'll be for me. No. Um, sorry. I, I, every you say week, that every week. Every week. I can't help myself. I just, do you know why I say it? Because, I, I, you know, when you want to think something to come come true, come off the bench and, and like change change everything in everyone's minds. Actually, he's, he's quality. No, I think um, I think Watkins will score. I think I think McGinn will score. Um, and I think... That'll be good. I think Jake, J- Jacob Ramsey or John Duran. Maybe maybe John Duran's going to get his first goal off the bench if he doesn't that'd start. Be, that'd be great. That would be yeah. great. Alfie Alfie's Reefs is two one Villa. I'm going to agree with. I'm going to say three one Villa. I think Bournemouth will score, but I think we'll get. I think we'll get a few. So yeah, I think um, Watkins will get a goal again. I think Buendia will score. I think Ramsey will score. Um, so yeah, um, that'll be that'll be decent. T one says I want a. Uh, Want a Southampton or Leeds from last season performance three yeah. 0 two, and Nigel says think it will be a tight two one win for Villa. So generally positive, but a little bit cautious from us at the moment. I would say. Well, do you um, think that's because of um, you know, like Emery's trying to play this sort of slower tempo, sort of more patient build up, which I, I do like. I like in many ways, but at the same time, a lot of the good good things we've done this season have been when we played really quick and rushed it, like the Man United game, you know, we just blasted teams away in like 15, 20 minutes where the way he's sort of playing now, I think there's very little chance of us doing that again. So I don't know, is it is it play slow and more quality of a chance? Or I, I like, yeah, I like it. I like it. I would, I would, I'd like us to implement a little bit of both. Like I'd yeah, like same. us to be quick. They call it the transition, but essentially transition is when a team gives the ball away. Um, so I'd like us to capitalise on that a bit more. Um, and it was signs that that was happening on Sunday a bit. But our passing, our final pass is not great. Like, or that final run isn't great. Um, so that that's why I guess he's being a bit more methodical with making sure that we're tr- when we're making those passes that they know where each, each player is going to be. But what you'd hope is, like, as that kind of develops, they'll just, you know, they'll almost become like a not not to this extent not to this quality but an arsenal where we knew you know that, that when they when they play their football and they're popping it about man city when they they know exactly where their players are going to be and i think that's kind of what he's maybe got in his head if you he can get better quality players but yeah you're right i'd like us to you know when we win the ball back just go for it but i just don't think the, very i don't think the pace there, and the runs are quite there at the moment did, did, did you see the uh, jacob ramsey interview in the week yeah 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 because he yeah. was talking he was talking about how you know, playing out from the back and like they've looked into it and we do create more chances. And, you know, it's interesting that you're doing it against against West Ham where they didn't press at all. So their own fans were really getting on their back. So there was a time when like, we were like 1-0 up and they were just letting Martinez keep the ball. Um, I think I, I think that I am getting a bit more and more confident with us doing it. I think there's less mistakes. I think as they're getting used to the system. Um, it doesn't mean we should create less chances. I know what you mean, George, about you want to be a bit more swashbuckling and, you know, going for it. But... I think if you've got the quality and you can play properly and you can suck in maybe a slightly no- more naive team or desperate team to get points, there's no reason why we couldn't hit teams and 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 you know and then all of a sudden you, you grab a goal from a set piece you know which we never do. You um you know I look at some of the crosses Moreno was putting in and I was thinking you know oh yeah we, some we more crazy, bodies in the box, you know yeah. like you know some yeah. more bodies in the box so maybe some better deliveries I think I think we're, we're getting goals on that as well yeah. yeah we played we created some decent chances on Sunday um. 
well, I get. I guess what I would like to see is when we when we get one nil up, I'd like us to see go us going for the jugular and getting two and then three. What I've seen at the moment is us going one nil up and then and then t- trying to take the sting out of the game, um, which I can understand. Yeah. But I'd just like to see us go for it a bit more and just you know like when I, I keep saying it when Newcastle were far, flying. It was like they go one nil up, and then they just it'd be like a steam train and be three nil up before you knew it. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd I'd quite like that, particularly into, you know a team that are struggling, you know, albeit playing quite well at the moment. Um, Alfie's Reef says if Kamara is Kamara's in, I would be more positive. Um, and uh, Michael says we're creating space but need to move the ball quicker. Um, Soupy Mark says when Duran scores his first goal, I think we'll go wild, boys. <laughs> you get Love his it. coat. Uh, and then Nigel says they won't press us high and we may struggle to break them down we will have lots of the ball but there will be moans and groans from the yeah. terraces um, and Michael thinks not. we will smash someone playing the system yeah I do think I do, I do agree with you Kev that the fans are getting a little bit more used to us playing this more methodical way and more confident in the fact that we're not necessarily going to give the ball away so much yeah yeah so. I, 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 but I do I do think that the, what, what's lacking is sometimes you, you play out from the back. You you know you 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 invite the press. You break the press, and then I still think then we're just a bit slow. Then moving the ball, as they say, transition, moving the ball forward, and we're just too slow. Then I think sometimes we get past that first first press. It's like like ping a ball out wide, and then just a couple of players bomb on with a run, and then all of a sudden you you've gone from that like Newcastle esque. You've gone from defence to attacking in two or three seconds. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that, it feels like we get to the midfield and then we slow it down again a bit sometimes, which again might be the right thing to do. But there are times when I think there's opportunities missed. Yeah, oh, and have a shot, you know, bounce off the keeper, someone's in on the rebound, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. look, fingers crossed, we we get that. Um, I do want to mention Michael mentioned it before. Uh, I do want to mention the Villa women's team. So they've got a big game this weekend, FA Cup quarter final on Sunday against Man City. So, um, yeah, if anyone's around, please get down and support them. They deserve it. And, yeah, he's Michael's favourite player, Kenza Daly. I think there's a lot of people's favourite player. He's playing in, yeah, they've got Man City. I think they've beaten them already this season uh, yeah. in the league. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get down. I'm trying my best to get down. If I can, um, if I can sort the timings out, kids are with their mum for Mother's Day. But if I can get it sorted out, I've, I've looked into it. So, best got stadium. 6pm 6, 6 kickoff. Yeah, yeah. So, I'd, lo- I'd love to get down. I'm a daughter's. Desperate to go to sit to see him, particularly you know, obviously great, great to have female role models, both my son and my daughter. But I think it'd be great for her to see because she's only ever seen men's football just to see it. So, and yeah, it's a big opportunity. I mean, it, you win that, you you win the FA Cup Women's FA Cup semi final. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, please do get down to support them. They're doing fantastically well in the league, fifth in the league, quarterfinals of the FA Cup. I mean, that's just phenomenal. And then, yeah, hopefully we can make it another successful weekend uh, for the for the full Villa teams. Um, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for jumping on and joining us for this match preview. Uh, everyone watching, thank you so much for your comments. Thank you for watching. It's been uh, really good comments coming in. Um, as I say, please do hit that like button on your way out if you haven't already. Please do hit that subscribe button. Thank you for all your amazing support on the channel. It is brilliant to see. Um, I'm sure we'll be back with body more bulletins, talking tactics, match reaction shows, hopefully a happy match reaction show on, on Saturday or Sunday. Um, but yeah, all that's left to say is thank you very much, lads, once again. And everyone, please remember, we'll follow the Villa. Thank follow you. the Villa. Bye-bye.